possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Alright, this is the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. And how you going, guys? It's been a while since we've been in the same room together. Yeah, great to be back after what feels like a very long hiatus for myself. Yeah, good week. Been a good week for me, so good to be back Nick, this week. Yep, and it's been pretty good for me, guys. Um, go on to our uh, Facebook page and give us a review. Tell us what you think. Um, go on to SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify and all the other ones and put a review there. It gets the word out there and uh, gets more people seeing us. Uh, let's get into some footy news. Um, Rioli signed to the end of 2022, so it's a good sign for the club. Yeah, great to see him re-sign. He's honestly one of my favourite players, but it's funny because I've never really thought contracts much with Rioli because every now and again you get a player that comes in the club and you just get that feeling like he's a one-club player. So yeah. I always got that feeling like he's always just going to be an Eagles player. And he even said, he goes, I didn't think I'd be going anywhere. Was, you know, no, he's he, pretty, I think he's pretty he settled and... Just need to get him back out on the park now. That's yeah, well, that step. could, it could be missing one or two it, weeks, yeah, but no. we'll talk about that later. Uh, Brad Shepard, he's the next signature we need to seal. So, um, you be, know, that could probably take to the end of the year. But I'd be I very could, surprised if he left. Oh, very surprised. Yeah, he, look, he could command big bucks anywhere because he is now getting the... Um, Attention. You know, He's getting recognised like we've always known, you know, mm. so... I, look, I think, the, I think he'll get good dollars at the Eagles. But his life's settled here. His family's here. He's in a relationship here. Yeah. His partner's well and truly established Channel on nine, Channel isn't Nine. So Webergill. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Mm. I, I think he's got Dunaway a lot to keep. Universe. Yeah, he's got a lot to keep him here. So yeah. Um, let's go to the MRO, Michael Christensen, whatever his name is. Um, he must be feeling like, what the hell am I going to do? Mm. He gets somebody up on a charge, and then it just gets taken to the tribunal. And gets thrown out. What a joke the system now is. Now that they've removed the... You used to get penalised for going there and failing, which I liked. If you felt you were unjustly crucified by Michael Christian, go there, fight it, to get a lesser sentence or even let off. But see, now they don't get that extra week for going to the tribunal. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. And how is... And they've got money in the soft cap to do it, and that's why everyone's that's, doing it. That's the problem. And it's like... I feel like... Sometimes he gets it wrong, but I almost agree with a lot of what's done. If you hit someone high, you should get done. Being let off completely, and then Dusty's uh, two week down the one we've already touched on. It's just they've got nothing to lose by going there. And I find the tribunal it's soft. It has gotten so yeah. soft, like it's well, embarrassing. Well, when I first saw it, and then we're talking about Ablett for the people that don't know what we're talking about. 
he's now free to play on uh, Saturday, but there's rumours that he's going to get rested anyway. So that, The old Schofield defence, you know, remember that? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, when I first saw it, I thought there wasn't much in it. Then when I saw it the next time, I said, yeah, he's gone. Now, if it wasn't in Ablett, he'd be gone. But they, he probably would have got two weeks. Mm. And then they would have fought it and brought it down to one. But now, because it's one, he's got an impeccable record. He's going to get off. If but that, is that, it rules for one and rules for others? Most definitely. If that was a first-year player, he would have got a week. Yeah, so if that was Charlie Maybe Constable, two. he would have got off. Oh, he would have got done, you know? Look, and it wasn't much, honestly. It, it wasn't, wasn't much, much. But he, the, the rule, he left the ground, he connected with the he Shields' hit, head. And kicked him the head, come and, off the ground. Um, you know, and he's got, he's got a fine out of it, I think, in the end of the day. So he's got a $2,000 fine, and they wanted to waiver that because of um, his impeccable record. So I guess... If you're a star player, you're going to get off. If you're not, you're going to get weeks. Done. That's it. Um, another thing that's probably gone viral is the Stephen May having a sip of beer incident. What's your views on that, boys? No, I, you go I first. didn't think he'd done it. A little, look, I think the only thing there is that they do have rules for guys in rehabilitation drinking alcohol. Um, but look, I, it was his day. It was their day off. I don't see a lot wrong, but. That's the club rules. That's the club rules. You've got to abide by the club rules, no matter what. I just reckon they should be naming the source who sends that photo in, because it was a little cheap shot, you know, under the wherever it is, under his arm or someone, and they've taken a shot of it and the video. And I don't know. What well, these guys, um, they earn big bucks, but they should be allowed to have a sip of beer. But like you said, could be the club rules. Um, Stephen May probably shouldn't be doing it for what he did pre-season, but I just thought it got blown out of proportion big time. It just The main thing is it just shows a bad attitude. That's club rules. Mm. Whether the rules, you agree with the rules or not, they're still let. Mm. You've ignored what your club's imposed on you and you, what you should be doing club. But the actual issue I don't have much of a problem with. They just had a word with him and that's all it deserved. I just didn't like the Mark Stevens tweet around it. Kind of touching on what you said about someone slightly taking the picture. Mm. I found that so ironic coming from someone in the media. Oh, in the That's media. exactly yeah. what they yeah. do. They'll stand at your doorstop with cameras. You go to the doctors, they'll bombard you and shove microphones in your face. And you're having to go at someone taking a picture from across the room. I, think, I thought that was so hypocritical coming from someone within the media. Yeah. I think that was because he works for Channel 7 and Channel 7 were the only media company not to run with it at first. There you go. So, so, playing boy, the game. I'll tell you a quick little story. When I was recently in Adelaide, my wife and me were sitting on the on the coast there on at a, just at a little cafe, and I looked over and there I see oh, geez, that the guy looks recognised that guy and it was uh, Jack Watts sitting over in the in the pub next door, he had his leg up and he had his manager there Connors, yeah, and so but he was fine he was doing he was just sitting having drinking there was a group of other guys, and I swear when I left I swear Jaden Stevenson was sitting there as well. I wish I'd taken a photo. Really? And, no. And now this was, and I'm talking. Scoop. This that could have viral. This is midweek. I might be wrong, but I looked over and I thought, God, that looks like Jaden Stevens. Is he a South here. Australian boy? I don't know if he is or he isn't. Well, two years. This is his second this year. This is how easy it is to see things. And these yeah. guys are sitting in the open. They were having a quiet Next time, drink and Wayne, do it and tag it under Eagle Nation. <laughs> Give us a bit of a yeah, so a yeah. scoop for everybody. From now on, we watermark all our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the Eagle Nation uh, podcast page on Facebook, we did a bit of a poll. Um, 
And the poll was Eagles going around eight after two rounds, only using one Ruckman. Hickey was a late withdrawal and Vardy stepped in. So if they continue one Ruck formula and both are deemed fit for the game, which Ruckman would you pick to play? And we had 452 votes, 346 of them, which is 77% said Hickey, and 106, which is 23%, said Vardy. Any surprises? No. Not really? No. Did you want to say something? Because I know you and I differ a bit on Vardy. Mm, um, yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Vardy. Yeah. But Hickey, without doubt, that Geelong game played really well. And I was, and as you both know, I was pretty critical of him leading up to that game. But, you know, but Vardy hasn't been playing well. I, I, look, I think they should play what's been working last three years, and that's two Ruckman. Well, I, that's my question. I reckon they'll bring in two Ruckman this week. I, well, if they do, I think it's Brooksby. Um, no, Brooksby. It annoys me because Vardy has that in him to have games like mm. Hickey. We've almost seen probably not as many disposals and clearances, but he's a better contestant. But he's just not doing that this year. And Simo went to bat for him, but of course the coach is going to do that for his players. But he had the worst stats out of any Ruckman in the entire comp last yeah. week. And he has he's still yet to kick a goal. And you see comments like, oh, well, he's, not a, he's not really a Ruckman, he's a forward. But he's not impacting forward either. No. And... I think I'm so hard on Vardy because we've seen him take great contested marks. We've seen him average, say, a goal a game. We've seen him have this impact. And I'm not seeing it now. And I think... I won't talk too much about the game because we'll talk about it later. But I honestly feel that cost us quite... That was our weakness in that game. That, was yeah. we, we still won clearances, well, I'll, but you're out tapped. It was so that. bad. We'll talk about that in the game. But briefly, you just said Brooksby then. Simo was interviewed by Damien Barrett uh, about six weeks ago. And Brooksby's name come up, and basically he said he is there as an insurance player if all three of our upmen are in, injured. That'd be the only way he gets a game. He's basically there for the waffle, so the boys in the midfield get good supply from a ruckman in the waffle. Jeez, I, I mean, I, I, I see what... Now, and I, I, I know they're the coach. I, that's but... not quite for word, but that's the way I read it and heard it. And if that's the case, well, that's... Uh, if he has to probably... If he's having exceptional games, they have to give him a go. He had two weeks ago. He had forty-five hitouts. Last week he had twenty-seven in a eight-goal losing. Yeah, team. but he got smashed. It might, but he's winning hitouts. Yeah, he's he beat, big they, boy. They he, they beat the Clermont hitouts last yeah, week. Yeah, he beat. But that's all he did. So, uh, so. South Fremantle. Sorry, I've forgotten the name. But he's a giant, isn't he? Yeah, isn't well, he one talk, of the biggest in the waffle? And now he's thinking it's Higgins. It's it's funny though. Brady Rawlings mirrored almost that comment. He said they brought Brooksby in as a big-bodied player to play in the waffle to help the younger kids develop so there's that bigger body in there protecting. Yeah. He kind of backpedaled a bit because he realised he just said he almost won't get a game. So he then turned around and said, oh, but if he's form warrants, he'll get a game. But you said six weeks ago Simo made this comment. I don't think he was expecting the drop in form of Vardy. Mm. I don't think anyone was. No, nah, it wasn't. Okay, we last week we tried a few quick fire questions. So I'm going to ask you a question. You can ask me one back. Got a rapid fire answer with it. First one: Can Eagles win ten out of the next sixteen matches left? Ah, uh, yeah, I think they can. Yeah, Fourteen definitely. games, top four. Twelve games, top all eight. Right. You reckon? All right, we won't. It's quick fire, rapid fire. <laughs> Is Rotham ready to take over from Schofield? Yes. No. I think he's ready to take over somewhere else. I think Oscar Allen's ready to take over from Schofield. Okay. Well, Brander and Oscar Allen, they're good down back, aren't they? They're yeah. very versatile players. That, that's left field, but 20 seconds is up. <laughs> who, who are the four best players in the comp right at this minute? One mid, one forward, one ruck, and one back. 
Oh, my ruck would be, um, without a doubt, Grundy. Yep, I agree on that. The back at the moment would be... Um, oh, I can't use I've got McGovern. No, there's another. I think there's another young guy going pretty well. In, at, 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 at the Dockers. Pierce. Pierce. Darcy. Yeah. Pierce. I didn't want to say because he's full, full back. He's the best full back. I mean, he's all Australian right now. Um, sorry. Oh wait, you don't. Uh, we got a forward and a ruck. Okay, mid Dangerfield. All right, Dangerfield. Forward Cameron. Yeah, I've got Cameron as well. Uh, ruck. I think Grundy too. I think Gorn's yep. better overall, but right now Grundy. And as a bat, I would still have Hearn. He's just not slowing down like a fine wine, getting better with age. All right, Wayne, you had a couple of questions there, mate. Yeah. All right, does Simo miss Mitch in the box? I don't think he does. No, because we're still winning a lot of centre clearances and clearances around the ground. It's our disposal efficiency that's it's, lacking. It's, a, it's an easy thing to say they might be missing him, but I think we're winning the clearances. 20 um, seconds. So, yeah, the 20 minutes <laughs> up. <laughs> right, if, if you were Simo this week in his shoes, how many changes would you, uh, would you make? This week and who and why? Oh, quickly! Oh, I'm gonna just gonna say two changes. Venables out, and no, oh, I'll just go Venables out and maybe Schofield out. Um, Roth him in and Rioli, and if if, if he's fit, <laughs> Hickey will have to come too. Yeah, so I would have two Vardy out for Hickey. I think the number one ruck. I actually like the look of that. I reckon we trial that for a while. And Venables too. I don't like bringing players in after only really one good game, but I think Archie's the midfield I would bring in. But I, I like a bigger sample pool, if that makes sense. All right, you've got 30 seconds in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd chuck Matty Allen in there for Venables. All right, Wayne, you got one more. All right, yeah. Uh, do you think the umpires should come uh, become full, full-time like many major sports are around the world? Yeah, I can't believe it hasn't been done yet. It's a joke, it's not. Um, yeah, I've actually talked to a couple of umpires and they said it's been on... The, uh, the horizons for every year, couple of years, but the AFL's got to tick it off. It'll pick up the standard of the game. All right, Dan. All right, who do you think's the most overrated player in the AFL? You changed it. I did. I <laughs> caught you out. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I can't answer that in 20 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> tough one for me, too. This is what I did. I wanted to catch his on the ball. I think, from, off the ball. Matera from uh, Fremantle. No one rates him, though. Overrated. Because overrated. Uh, overrated. The word, yes, overrated. You can be a very good player, but still Dan, overrated. Danaher at Essendon. Danaher, that's a good one. He's not a very good kick on goal, is he? Great Shields mark. from Essendon. Oh, I like Shields, though. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, in 2017, we had Mitchell... We had Pritis retire, you know, we had Butler retire and we had Drew Petrie retire. Last year, we had Emac retire and we had Lacroix retire. Do you see any retirements at the end of this year? I, I could see Schofield retiring. I, I can't see Schofield retiring, but I can see them saying, look, we're not going to renew your contract. Yeah. Um, That's how business works. He'll retire, but he'll be given I mean? the nudge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's probably the only one at the moment. Um, he's the only one I can see. Um, I'm a big fan of Mass. I reckon... End of contract. He's 13 now by the end of the year, isn't he? I think maybe that happened. Maybe not, depending on how his form is. He'll be on yearly contracts. Yeah. Like they all are that. Oh, once they, yeah. All right, last but not least, who do you reckon is leading the Eagles' best and fairest right now? Luke Shuey. Shuey. Shuey? Yeah. Yeah. Just over over Hearn. Yeah, yeah, I think you understand the great year. All right, well, some of those went a bit too longer, and Dan chucked in one that we had a pair for. So we'll get him back next week. Um, Let's go and do our waffle wrap. It's the Eagle Nation waffle wrap. Right, we go to the waffle, and um, well, 
we live streamed it so that was a bit different so i think a lot more people i think there was twenty three thousand people that watched it from what i was reading today and um they were saying the attendances of the waffle were down this year but it's funny how some club the richer clubs are going to have that liberty to live stream like cbrco can do it they've done it with our uh, sporting edge so it was good that people um streamed in to watch it but the eagles they're sitting sixth on the ladder with two wins and three losses and they got smashed by south rio 20 goals 11 131 to nine goals 872 and what was it south rio kicked 12 goals to four in the second half so that dominated after half time so did any of you guys watch it on the streaming uh yeah i was so grateful that they did stream i'm trying to watch as many as um i can and thank god for that stream because channel seven is just butchering the waffle um it's a great way to instill fans into re-watching and reigniting their passion for the waffle by having th- eagles there um, i think tim gossage gave uh pretty good yeah uh, comments he does he's good um yeah watch wasn't too week. bad you know yeah. uh, and bandy was you know the, okay. was, uh, yeah. the commentator so if i can do it i think we can do it <laughs> uh quickly we'll, we'll, let's talk about the bulldogs quickly first um hayden Sloyf, sandover medalist 26 disposals six inside 50s five tackles four score assist yeah. um probably best on ground seven 24 goal uh disposals six marks uh, Brock Higgins, he's the guy that were played on uh, Brooksby. He got beaten in the hitouts, but had four inside fifties, and I thought he played better around the ground. Mason Shaw, he kicked six goals on Harry Edwards. So Harry Edwards probably had a bit of a down day. I sort of liked him a couple of weeks ago, and one of their midfielders, uh, Dragovic, he was up there with twenty-eight possessions. So the Bulldogs, they've got a good team. You know, they've got Marlon Pickett in there as well. You know, they've got a few players that are seasoned, mm. seasoned players. Um, the Eagles, they were missing Waterman, Francis Watson, Jared Cameron and Brady Gray, but they still had 15 uh, players, you know, AFL listed players playing, so they had no excuses. So, yeah, uh, who did you think were the better players from the Eagles here? Uh, well, Jackson Nelson, again, has had another good week. He's had uh, 24 disposals, six marks and a goal. Brendan Archie's probably had his best game of the year. You know, a lot of people are asking him and reckon he should come straight in, but I don't. I disagree. We had that discussion last week. It was a bloody ripper mark. It was a great mark. It'll probably go mark. down mark of the year. Very great. But he had a game high thirty-two disposal and ten clearances. Braden Ainsworth, look, he's he's. I don't know. He hasn't really come on as good this year as I was hoping he would. To me, he was our next Pendlebury. Our answer to Pendlebury has got that left foot. Um, still, he's one of better players. Still had 20, uh, 22 statu- uh, touches. I think that's because one week he's a travelling emergency, then he's um, he plays the next week, and then the next week he's an emergency, and it upsets your rhythm, I reckon. I don't know. Yeah. Jared Brander had another 16 disposals. Matty Allen, he played a little bit deeper this week. Uh, still had 16 disposals, seven tackles, six marks, and two goals. They were Brander very good goals, too, yeah. they were. Brander played on the wing, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but still, 16 disposals on a wing is not a high... Not a high input, really. Hamish Brayshaw will win. He, look, he's been playing good footy. Suffered a toe injury. Uh, he's going to be out for three to four weeks. Uh, didn't play the last quarter. But, you know, it's a shame because they reckon, of all reports, he's the toughest of the Brayshaw boys. That's what I've heard. Yeah, he is, but he's just injury prone. Yeah. Because I said it on um, the page and the discussion page last week. Got to give this guy a go because he's going to get injured. 
Mm. And what happens? This week he gets injured. Well, it's similar to what I said about Archie. I like him to get those games together, not a one-off game to be exactly. brought in. So I was a bit hesitant saying bring Archie in, but out of all the men for his best form, because that's Hamish Braveshaw's problem is exactly what you just touched mm. on. The fact he does that. He gets that form, that good patch, and then it's just happened again to her toe. Last week was brilliant. This week didn't have much as big impact and hurt his toe. Yeah, Josh Smith, you know, he's probably not living up to the pre-season hype. He's drifting in and out of games. Um, you know, great runner, but you've got to be able to get the ball too and use the ball. With a guy with his stamina, he's, you know, he's got to be get up into the shoey mould. Uh, Brody Wright is a Category B, uh, category B rookie. Uh, he's improving. Uh, he had It's probably his best uh, in 14 disposals for the day. He's um, a basketballer, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah a he came over with Bynes, wasn't yeah. he? And, yeah. And I'll probably go a bit on here. Like, I, Look, I know he's... I know we were just saying a little while ago he's, he's only there to fill in Brooksby, but he's had another 37 tap-outs. He's had 15 possessions. He's had five marks, five tackles, three inside 50s. Um, you know, he's... Yeah, me, so it's not that bad. He's, he's a really, bull, man. He, he is a bull. He's a big boy. I mean, he's a unit. We're going to need at some stage someone in that midfield, and I think this is honestly what we're missing in the midfield last year. What Vardy and Lysette were doing when Nick and when Nick was in there, they were bullying the other ruckman and they were bullying the other midfielders. We're not doing that this no. year. Our bigs are not doing that. They were winning hardball gets on the ground. They were getting the ball off the ground, off to our runners. They're not doing that this year. Yeah. Oh, well... The Waffles got a, I think it's there's a bye this week because of the state, state game. game. So Eagles will be taken on East Perth next Thursday. So it'll be interesting if they live stream that. Uh, tune in next week and we'll probably give you another Waffle wrap. Thanks, guys. It's the final siren. Well, it wasn't pretty, boys, but West Coast finally got another win on the board. 11-14-80 to Gold Coast, 8 goals, 9-57. Uh, Darling was the uh, leading goal scorer before. Kennedy and Sheed, 2. And for Gold Coast, they had Powell, the ex-Claremont boy, and Wright, 2. Um, it was 47,497 at Optus, our lowest um, attendance since it's been open. It surprises me. I wonder if uh, the weather report and the rain coming in the morning scared people off thinking it would rain in the afternoon because that's mind-boggling. We always get a good attendance. Yeah, and it looked at when you got there, you could tell you it was down on um, um, attendance. Um, and my wife went there for the first time and she goes, oh, I thought there would have been more people here. So, But regardless, the, we were loud for the first half. The Eagles got the four points. Um, but they limped in the second half and got over the line by 23 points. It was a game in two halves. You know, we were up by 42 points at one stage. And, you know, Suns got within two goals. That's how good it was. And it was only, you know, the efforts of Yo, basically, I reckon, that got us across the line. But when you look at it, because I looked at it again and watched it on TV... We had more scoring shots in the second half than the Suns did. I'm glad you said that because I feel... All right, first of all, let's just touch on the score. If we kicked 14-11, that's still not great. So all we did was reverse the behind that. We wouldn't really be having this conversation. I think we kicked, what, 3-6 in the second half? Mm. If we kicked 6-3, yeah. again, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But as a supporter base, we've been such a good team. And I know it sounds, you know, very arrogant to say, but... That breeds arrogance. I find, as a supporter base, we are arrogant. We've won this game by 23 points. Yes, we would have liked a, a big blowout, but 
Eagles don't tend to do that. And every game I go into now, I'm actually quite nervous. I know any team could beat anyone on the day. So I'm nervous. So every time we get that win, I'm happy. I walk away happy. And this should have won by 80, should have won by 40. I understand people tipping that. That's, you know, fair enough. But to complain when you win by 23, and as you touched on, we were inaccurate in the second half. We're still winning clearances. We're still smashing in tackles. And we just ground out another win. So we're Mm. basically, we're grinding out the wins this year. And it's, you know, as long as we win, I don't care. That's exactly my point of view. Agree. But we can't lapse in these games like we did in the A better team than Rollers. Yeah, against the Pies, Richmond even. Even against St Kilda this week. They're a better team than the Suns in Melbourne. And we haven't got a good record against St Kilda. Well, we'll talk about that later. So, over, well, we have. Over, we've beaten them easily. But in saying that, they've improved a lot this year. Yeah. We can't afford to give teams like that a sniff because they will overrun us. So, yeah, we just a disappointing this, third this, quarter. This isn't to have another stab at Vardy, but that's where I felt if we had Hickey there... Would then we've been a little bit more dominant in the clearances? Would he chime up and kick, you know, like he did at his brilliant game when he's kicked two goals or a goal? You know, would that change the score? Because I found that was honestly our only real weakness. Yeah, that game was the but buck. You're coming up against, like Simo said, a 209 centimetre ruckman. But it's not the tap game. outs. We're talking about four disposals yeah, at 50. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, you that's, know, that's not anything to do with how tall your no. position. Well, let's, let's talk about disposals. Our midfield, I thought, was full of class. Gaff, um, 35 possessions, 10 marks, 6 tackles, 7 score involvements, and he didn't even rate our top players from on all the social media pages. So maybe they were thinking it's the last few weeks he did the same. I thought he played pretty good when I watched the game again. Um, Dom Sheen, 2 goals, 32 disposals, 9 score involvements, 9 marks at 68%. Elliot Yo, it's probably been his best game of the year, 1 goal, 28 disposals, 7 marks. 12 tackles, 8 clearances, 7 inside 50s, and that was 79%. Shuey, 31 disposals. Um, he had 10 clearances. And Jack Redden, 21 disposals. He had 13 tackles. See, that's something stands out. And you know me, I love my stats, but you also know I, I don't look at one stat because that is when it's, is misleading. So you look at tackles. We dominated that game for tackles. But you've got to compare it to something because we won the disposals as well. So if you win the disposals in a game and you win the tackle count, that shows intent. That is a great stat. Yep. Because if you just look at tackles, you might be getting blown out the water and the other team might have so many disposals, you don't have the ball, so your only options to tackle. Mm. So to win both those stats on the weekend, that was a huge improvement, and, a great sign. And that's always been my criticism of the Eagles. Tackling's been shit house, but it was good to watch. Pressure yeah. from the mids. And, and I, they said they worked on it during the week, and I'm glad they did, but they need to do that every week. I know, and you know, Maston's spoken about enough on that page. I cannot believe how much people underrate Andrew Gaff. I've been a Gaff fan from day one. He's he's our best running player, and people want to trade him or they want to drop him. They do I don't care if he gets 71% at 35 disposals. That means he's had 26 disposals that have gone to uh, are effective. <laughs> to me, I would sooner... A guy like Andrew Gaff get 35 disposals at 70%, than, and sorry, than a Maston who gets 15 disposals at 100% that go 20 metres across the ground. Yeah, sorry, have... I'm not going to push all that. No, no. I get sick of people, you know, like they're all banging on about, you know, everyone's hating Gaff, Maston, I mean. I don't hate him. I really like him as a player, but I would have Andrew Gaff in there as number one every day, and I'd have Dom Sheed as number two on the wing. I don't have a, a, the stat for it, but you look at his... Uh... Meters gained, Gaff, 
always elite. He's, oh. He kicks more than hand passes. So his metres gained is brilliant. That's why I've always rated him, is because of metres gained. And Marseille, well, he said he wanted people to have a... You know, get in there and be rough and get a smack in the mouth, and he got one. You got one in the gym, <laughs> too. So, yeah. um, the defenders, uh, Brad Shepard, he was brilliant again. Oh, 25, 25 disposals at 96%. And captain every week, marshalling, doing what he does. 26 disposals, 88%. Um, up forward, we had Darling kick his, that was his, first, he kicked his first goal since a derby. So he went a couple of games without kicking a goal, but he imposed himself. I said on the podcast last week he'd kick five. I was one short. And I picked him as their best player. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I thought Liam Ryan did some really, really good stuff mm. because I thought Cripps and that went missing and Liam Ryan stepped up. And I yeah. thought it, some of the tackles he did was brilliant. And um, there was one bit there where he was told, the player was told to move on. He fought his play on. He's gone and tackled 50 metre penalty. He knew straight away he'd done it wrong, but you know these things happen. Um, I agree, but he did too. And I wrote on that on that day. And I said he, he needed push. to be pushed out because he did two 50 metre ta- um, two 50 metre penalties. We got goal. They got goals out of in within about 10 minutes of each other, yeah. and that was undisciplined. And that, that's, that's that, another thing that I he misleading really well. in that second half was you, you hit the nail on the head. It was you know giving them two shots on goal. Exactly. From these, and it was in such a quick space of time too. Brings momentum. All right. Um, yeah, like you said, we run the tackle count 87.56. Disposals, we won 383 to 354. We got the magical mark over 100 to 116, and 11 of those were inside 50. The week before, we had three or four, I think. Um, and we had 25 shots. So every time we went, every second time we went in the 50, we had a shot. Yeah. So that is pretty good. And so if we can um, build on that for next week, or oh, this week against Saints, I think we're a good chance. Uh, with the TNG voting, Yo got three, uh, Shep got two, and Shuey got one. And she leads overall by one. He's on seven. Her and Shuey and Shep are on six. So I reckon once a forward kicks four goals above, he should get at least a vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only thing is I, with uh, Darling, when I watched I'll the second Jack, one... I yeah. got Jack two votes. Oh, yeah, he, I think I did too, actually. It, it, he did go missing here and there, but Dude, that wasn't because of him. It doesn't matter as much. I just think Maybe the if you've converted four times, yeah. uh, I find he's what you touched on... The gaff of our forwards. <laughs> yeah. He's so heavily maligned. And he, he's our leading goal kicker. He's in, yes. He was in the top 10 goal mm. kickers for the year, like up until, I think, mm. Sunday. <laughs> well, we didn't really talk about much about the Suns, but I thought they did pretty good. Um, but it is an Eagles podcast, so sorry, Suns. We'll talk about you next time if we play you. Mm. It's bounce down. All right, the Eagles play the Saints down at Marvel Stadium this Saturday at 5.25pm um, Western Standard Time. So the last five times they've met, last year at Optus, Eagles only won by 13 points. In round 20 of 2017, by 8 points. In round 2, 2017, by 19 points. But after, before that, 2016 was 97 points. And in 2015, 95 and 53 points. So... Hmm. They've been pegging us back as they're going along, but we usually have the wood over the Saints. Um, but they've been a surprise packet this year with four wins and a better percentage than us. And they're sitting in eighth and we're tenth. Last year's game, we were 45 points up at three-quarter time and they came home like a train. That's right. We Last did. quarter. Yeah. They were kicking them from they everywhere. Actually got, they actually got within single figures and then That's we right. kicked another goal in about the last half a minute 
that really put the score back to 13 points. So they uh, they like playing over here. Well, they're obviously not playing. We're playing at Marvel. They like playing there too. But you know, as you'll go on in a minute, they've got some big outs though. And well, let's go on about the outs. They got Carlo Lee's out. Jaden Geary, yeah, I don't know if you saw the yeah, vision oh of that, God, but that, that was, was, that was <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm going to eat meat for a week. Um, Dan Hanabry, he's still out. Uh, Jack Blaine, he's out for 10 weeks. Paddy McCartan, he's still out with concussion. Dylan Roberton, he's out for the season. Jack Stephen with mental health. And that's just their big-name players, and they got another half a dozen on top of that. So Eagles are probably getting them at their best time. Yeah, they still got some good young players in there, though. You know, Seb Ross is a really good young player. I and, rate him. And Gresham is a I really good player. I rate him so high. Well. And last year, when now he rem, reminded me when it was at Optus, he was the one that got, got them back into mm. the game. It's their youth that's uh, yeah. really pushing Gresham. They've got so much, and they're the ones pushing their improvement. Jackson Billings is in really good form. Very really good form. Good form. They've got um, up four, they've got memory. Yeah. They've got the height. And when he's, and I said it, before he, when he played against us, he, hadn't, he couldn't hit the side of the barn, and then I think he hit five in that yeah. game. That's, yeah. that's what I said. They, they yeah. were kicking him from everywhere. I remember yeah. it was like it's so well, like so vividly. They, and that's what I, I said at the time. I was like, man, they were kicking goals. Yeah. They wouldn't normally kick. They were just on fire in that last quarter. And Kent from ex Melbourne, he's been doing. He's doing alright. He kicked three goals last week. And Blake Akers, he's mm. been pushed all around the ground in the mid up forward. He's playing really, really good. WA boy too. Um, you got yeah. the Billings, you got News, you got Sinclair. So they got some really good uh, midfielders. This so, is. Oh, sorry, keep going. Yeah, and their back line, they got Savage, Webster, and McKenzie. So they're pretty rounded out still, even though they've got that big injury list. Yeah. yeah, I just find this is just such an important game for the Eagles because, as far as I'm concerned, our form this year, we've taken good scalps. We've beaten GWS, even though it was here. Magpies over there, that's a big scalp. Now, these 50-50 games, and I'm only calling them 50-50 because, as I've already said, anyone can beat anyone on their day. Yeah, this year they can. Yeah. But these these are the important games to me that you need to win. You need to lock down. Well, and as I said, I'm not worried about percentage. I want those wins. I want us to keep us in touch with the wins. And, and then know, we'll worry about percentage in the second half. I know half. it sounds like a cliche, but the next five rounds set up our season. So yeah. crucial. So if you win three and lose two, you're all right. But if you're losing more than you're winning, it's going to make it harder in the second half of the season. Let's have a look who the Saints have, win, have won against. They've beaten the Suns by one point, Bombers by 11, Hawks by five, and Melbourne by 40. But they've lost to Freo by five, Adelaide 29, and Giants by 44. Now, the Adelaide and the Giants have been the last two weeks, so they're going to be looking for a win. Mm. Uh, but so are we. So, um, as we've said, um, you know, we're going to go on confident. But, like, let's have a look at our injury list. Brass has been pushed out to 10 weeks now because of uh, complications and surgery. Um, Patrick Bynes, he's probably not going to factor in, but he's got a hernia. Brayshaw, three to four weeks. Jared Cameron, one to two weeks. Hickey, he's got a hamstring, so it's a test. So the word is he'll come back in. Nat Nui, now he's back in full training, so is Rioli. Uh, Nat Nui's one to four weeks in the waffle. Yeah. They said they won't play him until after the bye. I think they will play him before the bye. I think so. Um, if he's doing everything that... If he's meeting all his marks, because I did hear in the same interview with um, Simo, he said if he's meeting his marks, we'll play him. But if he's not meeting those marks, we can't play him. And that's how they mark it. You know, I don't know what those marks are. That injury list is starting to... It's not 
bad yet. Oh, it's always bad, you know, on any plays, but it's yeah. starting to get that stage where it's a little worrying now. Rioli, Hamish Brayshaw, you know, we wanted to see what he can do. I think Rioli coming in, in the next week or so, um, that's going to help us out because he straightens us up. And Just he's... that Rioli magic up forward. Yeah. Because as you, as you said earlier, only very briefly, you said Cripps isn't playing that great. He's in terrible form. Mm. Came back his first game and I thought, I oh, he hasn't missed a beat. Well, his first back. game he kicked form was almost best on ground. Now, after that, he's done much. Mm. And that's why yeah. Liam Ryan's having to do a lot of the work. And that's where the conditioning is, you know, yeah. and that's why we I miss, they've rushed We miss Rioli so much. Two now. seasons ago, Cripps had the same injury and he came back in straight away after about six to eight weeks. Oh, he didn't have didn't, a good year didn't play well years ago. at all. And I was gunning for him to be dropped, but he never was. Last year, he had a full pre-season, played, obviously played super well. Again, he's missed the pre-season this year. He's come back in with a foot, and he's not playing well. He's a guy who needs that pre-season. The, the problem, not getting it, he won't play well. The problem is, and I'll just quickly touch back on the injuries. Waterman, he's a test, so he might probably come back into the waffle. Watson's two weeks, unfortunately, still. That was two weeks, two weeks ago. Um, they haven't got anyone in the waffle that's pushing up mm. to take these spots. So no one's getting you know that I mean? consistency. It's we'll call it the Hamish Brayshaw scenario. <laughs> Wherever no. they build a consistency, they drop. Yeah, like yes. they get an injury. And but I, I disagree. The first three weeks, I think they had guys pushing in. They had Maddie Allen. No, they, they did have Brayshaw was pushing in. They had... Um, and then they weren't... Brooksby's um, pushing in. They, these guys are pushing in, don't you worry. Yeah, they're but pushing in, but then Jackson they weren't Nelson. Venables with a game. Yeah. Which is, so, I just don't understand. I'm not attacking Venables, but he wasn't doing anything at waffle level, and he's not doing anything at AFL level. No. I've, said, I've said on the show, there's nothing wrong with dropping a young player into the waffle to get four. And that's exactly what they did with Venables. It actually irked me. And Eagles don't do much. I'm a very half... Mm glass half full kind of person but when they brought Venables back in over others when his waffle form did not merit it he he didn't get over 20 disposals once in the waffle and he played predominantly in the midfield that irked me because that was when Brayshaw was in good form that was when Matty Allen was in good form and they yeah. elected to bring him back and Simo hasn't been one to change the core of the team he never ever since he's been at the club he picks his course players. The course cool, but... And that's it. Yeah. They, they have to do a lot to get pulled out. Well, look, um, I think they're going to... It depends on how they go, because we do the show the day before they do the uh, the name of the team. Um, you, We said in one of the questions, how many will they change this week? And, <coughs> excuse me. Now I've had more time to think. He definitely will come in. Yep. But if he comes in and do the Jill Ruckman, does that... What does that mean? Who are they going to? Who are they going to drop? I think they'll do one because I've been. He's only gone for a few of the contests, but I've been so surprised at Allen's ruck work. He's actually like, he's winning it, but it's to advantage. Have you noticed that? Yeah. He's only getting a couple, but he's not actually a tall player. He's got very long arms. He is tall. He's six foot six. I thought he was 191 centimeters. Six foot six. Mate, I, AFL 191 I'm, centimeters. I'm six foot four, and I look up at him. Last time really? I saw him. Because I thought he was respect. 191 centimetres. And he's a big Sinclair boy. was supposed to be a small ruckman at 199. When but he's got long arms. That's anyone, why he's a great four, because he's hard to match up on. Against me, he's tall, because I'm a dwarf. So. Oh, I'm a midget myself. <laughs> but, yeah, just his ruck work was just phenomenal. I know he did a bit of it over the pre-season. He's only gone up for, like, Look, half not, a dozen contests. I'm not into makeshift ruckman. It ruined Richmond and last year, and it'll ruin us if we keep doing that work down that but I've got a question for you. Will Marble Stadium be a factor? 
way games always are. You know, you want it to be home. If in a perfect world, I'd love to be Collingwood and only travel five times a year. Yeah, well, that'd be great. Yeah. Wouldn't it? We're, we've not a good, we've never had a good record there at Marvel. We've won a few games there, but all right. Well, let's get into it. The tips, the winner in the margin, mate. Twenty-seven points to the Eagles. Yeah, well, I'm going to go eighteen points to us. Eighteen points. Well, I'm going to go on upset here, guys. Eagles by thirty-two points. Thirty-two. <laughs> I hope you're right. I'm hoping I'm right. I've just got to do that. Oh, I might, might go put some money on it. <laughs> Get, get some good coin. Um, oh, well, we're going to wrap that up, guys. Um, hopefully, Eagles come away with a win. We're going away, and then it sets us up for the following week when we play the repeat of the uh, prelim final, and hopefully that's the same margin then. Um, catch Eagle Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download the shows from there, or you can just go on any of the multitude of platforms podcast platforms in SoundCloud which is our preferred iTunes Spotify Google um, there's plenty more um, put a review on there if you want uh, hopefully it's a good review um, or you can go to podcast central page on Facebook now and that's that's got sports pop culture wellness music and technology so um, just spread the word guys and thanks for listening in and uh, it's good to see you boys back in the studio eh? it's good no to have the uh, crew all back together yeah, isn't it back, yeah. Yeah. we're we'll, uh, looking forward to a win and hope we can be discussing that big win next week yeah it should be good I, I, I'm pretty confident this week for some reason I just think we're going to start getting the roll on and people will start pricking up their ears and it's important like month isn't before the buy but you know yeah. it, this will set our season up with Rioli Barras I think that's coming further down the track Keep in touch now. We could make a good run at it towards the end. Yeah, and let's just hope it's not a loss because you don't want to go on social media if it is because it'll just go to warfare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our group it will. Jealousy's an ugly beast. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys. Tune in, guys. Um, this is Eagle Nation, and we'll see you next week. Got it to Sheed. Trips. Shepard to Craft. Leads the charge. Now Nelson. Beautifully read by Shepard.